0: We were the first guinea pigs. We tried everything. I stopped smoking herb for 24 hours. I didn't take anything. I didn't even use a heating pad and I really wanted to test Chula. This was the early phases of of testing the samples. And when that shit worked, I just knew that we were sitting on gold.
1: Welcome to So Ambitious, a podcast series about what's possible when Black and Latinx founders can build uninterrupted. I'm your host Felicia Hatcher. I'm an author, an entrepreneur, an investor, and a mom, and I'm also the CEO of Black Ambition, a nonprofit initiative founded by the Pharrell Williams, working to close the opportunity and wealth gap for Black and Latinx communities through entrepreneurship. In today's episode, we welcome Menle Agre, co founder and creative director of Chula Herbs, a modern wellness brand specializing in providing hemp products that support comfort and relief during hormonal cycles. With over 16 years of interdisciplinary cannabis experience, Menle has worked to develop and nurture a more inclusive cannabis industry. With Chula Herbs, she developed a product that pushes back against the notion that hormonal cycles must be painful and uncomfortable. Today, we'll learn how Menle uses her expertise in the cannabis industry to discover the right ingredients for her products and the best ways to market them, as well as her ability to foster optimal environments that help build and grow the Chula Herbs brand.
0: I was born in Staten Island um, to West African immigrants. And so I'm first generation American. And I think for a lot of first generation West Africans, like the push and the drive to be successful is usually very strong. But somehow for me, I think my mother was, I guess, a black sheep, if you will, um, and definitely did things her own way. And the way that my father sort of took her lead, I think kind of just allowed for me to be a little bit more open and free with, with what that looked like.
1: Her family eventually moved just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Growing up, Menley watched her mother closely, admiring the dedication she had for her work.
0: My mother, the matriarchy of, of the family, or the matriarch of the family, was a nurse, but later became a sort of educator, um, founding a daycare center, but also sort of like this after-school program for a lot of children in our community, um, just a lot of young black mothers and parents like really being that support system for them while also being an entrepreneur, creating jobs for like 11, 12 different people. So that that like power and I think freedom to kind of do whatever you wanted with your time and with, I guess, your ambition um, was definitely sort of like in the undercurrents, right, of, of who I thought I would be. But I just, I never imagined that I would be an entrepreneur.
1: As a young adult, Menley's parents suggested she pursue journalism. So she did, for a brief stint.
0: I've been working at this radio station. I wasn't on air. I was just doing, you know, some grunt work. And um, I felt like I had hit a ceiling. Fast forward
1: to 2005, and Menley has moved to Humboldt County in Northern California. As she contemplates her next career move, she picks up some new recreational activities.
0: Initially, my relationship with cannabis, I think, was, as a lot of people's, you know, it was recreational, it was cultural. And I was working, I was doing the nine to five. I'm like, I just, listen, I just graduated. Like, this is what my family expects and wants from me. But I had placed myself in this very, um, I, I guess you could say like, Weed promised land, like this mecca of cannabis, and literally no one was working.
1: Thanks to its sunny, mountainous lands and expansive coastal redwoods, Humboldt County is the ideal environment for growing cannabis. Ever the journalist? Menley was naturally curious, so she started spending her time with growers.
0: I was immersed in this cannabis culture from from seed to sale, whether that was legal or not. Um, And it influenced how I saw myself being more close to this like plant that I had been using for a very long time. Meanwhile, all my friends were like, girl, what are you doing? Like, let's set up a shop. I want to sponsor you, you know, like, let's get you growing. Um, and I hesitated for a while, but by the time I think my employment sort of exhausted was exhausted emotionally, um, was the time that I was just like, fuck it, I'm 21 years old, like, let's just do this.
1: So Menley got to work, and the work was not easy. Without access to direct land, Menley decided to grow indoors, out of her garage. See, cannabis is an extremely fickle plant. It requires just the right amount of light and water to produce a healthy crop. To grow it indoors, Menley had to ensure that the environment was absolutely perfect. Which required familiarity with the plant's schedule.
0: The day in and day out, I think of that work was really you know working with the light schedule and the feeding schedule of these plants, and literally just being their their mommy day in and day out. And um, with about fourteen to sixteen lights, that could be anywhere from fourteen to thirty pounds of cannabis that's being grown um, in a double car garage, fully equipped and remodeled with state of the art. Sort of licensed equipment. It was just a very unique experience in terms of thinking about, you know, this career path that I had sort of created for myself and how it was so far from what I saw myself doing, um, but also felt so right.
1: That moment when you find yourself doing work that completely satisfies you is such a wonderful feeling, even when it looks different from what you would imagine for yourself. And so being fulfilled in your work means that you have really stepped into the pocket of your genius. It excites you. It's all those cliche things that you hear where you've worked for hours and it's felt like minutes. That's what it means to be fulfilled. You've stepped into your purpose and you've stepped fully into the pocket of your genius. So continue down that. After a few years of growing and selling her own cannabis, Menly began working for a cannabis line created by actor Whoopi Goldberg and her business partner, Maya Elizabeth. The product was geared towards supporting women dealing with menstrual cramps.
0: When I was working there and really trying to kind of get my footing in that intersection between womb care and cannabis, I recognized that there was so much feedback and so much data that was coming at me in really unexpected ways. People were just, friends You know, people on the street, people via email would ask random questions like, hey, is this good for menopause or is this good for like the periods I have during my cramps or is this good for et cetera? And so I was recognizing that the conversation surrounding our cycles and our periods was just always going to be happening. One of the best
1: ways to determine if you have a viable idea or a product is to see if there are people already looking for something just like it. Menly saw these questions as an opportunity to explore how cannabis could be used to address hormonal issues beyond just cramps. She realized the lack of research that had been done on cannabis effects on hormonal cycles.
0: I think it's so interesting that we as a society and people who don't have penises know everything that there needs to be known about a penis. And it's like, there's so much research, so much money Um, going behind the research of like various things for a penis that has nothing to do with their health, but mostly just like sexual pleasure. And so it's fascinating that we don't have allies for our own bodies when it comes to pain and that we have to feel like we live, that it's okay to live in pain and to be in pain. We have only been offered these NSAIDs like ibuprofen that don't really help Heal our bodies and our wombs from the root cause of what's really happening, but really just kind of masking it with with something that is over the counter and and ineffective. Frankly, a lot of us don't have body literacy, and I think that is also sort of that gap that we see when it comes to wanting to heal, wanting to treat ourselves, and we don't even really know what's wrong with us or what's happening because, again, we've kind of been, you know, in this endless cycle of pain that's felt normal. While searching to find
1: more effective, natural ways to address these concerns, Menle relocated from California to Mexico City. There, she was introduced to Karina Prameles, a native to Mexico City who had recently returned to the city after attending Oaksterdam University, America's first cannabis college in Oakland, California.
0: And at the time, I was reading this book by Ayelet Wallman, A Really Good Day. And I was interviewing Ayelet and it turned out that Karina had worked as their researcher.
1: So Karina invited Menley to check out her garden.
0: It was like a microgreens garden, vegetable garden, and sort of just talk shop and chopped it up about about herb and sort of what Karina wanted to do with, with their future, um, what the future of weed really looks like in Mexico City. And, um, You know, we didn't really think much of like working together, but just knew we wanted to be kind of in each other's lives.
1: Similar to that feeling of when you find yourself doing the work that lifts your spirits, connecting with a person that could be a potential business partner is an absolute game changer. Menley and Karina began spending more time together, nurturing their shared interests in the intersection between cannabis use and wellness.
0: Once that narrative of other people's stories and questions sort of met my experience of just being in the cannabis space and having a body that also goes through these things. It just became apparent that this was where we needed to really focus our energy. They
1: decided to go into business together. And that's how Chula Herbs was born.
0: We wanted to be like a brand of purpose, right? And not just you know, a company that's trying to force a product on people, but really trying to cultivate communities surrounding our wombs, womb care, and just plant medicine. That was just very apparent, whether it be cannabis, raspberry leaf, mugwort, you know, just all of these herbs really supporting our bodies and kind of being an answer to the lack of so many solutions for that. Solutions can exist, but they're very far and few in between. And, We have created natural remedies to guide our bodies back to balance. You know, we're set out to really change that mindset that you can experience like a good period or cycle. For us, it just felt so apparent and potent that we needed to be allies for better periods and cycles.
1: The two got to work researching and developing a product that would do
0: just that. So initially, it first started with the selection of the cannabinoids that we would be using um, to address certain ailments or even just, again, that overall balance. And we found that CBD, CBG, and CBN are all very effective for different things. When we identified which cannabinoids we wanted to use, we went back to our herbalist and really wanted to define, okay, which herbs are going to work for hormonal balance, which herbs are going to tone the uterus, which herbs are going to sort of help relax muscles that are tightened, that are sort of inflamed when we're having cramps or issues with endometriosis. Inflammation is really the base root cause of most pain, especially when it comes to pain within our wombs. And so cannabis for one is brilliant when it comes to that.
1: It was one thing to read about the benefits these cannabinoids could have on a person's hormonal cycle and another to actually feel the benefits working. Step two, it was time to test their theories
0: on their own cycles. We were the first guinea pigs. We tried everything. I stopped smoking herb for 24 hours. I didn't take anything. I didn't even use a heating pad and I really wanted to test Chula. This was the early phases of of testing the samples. And when that shit worked, I just knew that we were sitting on gold. The moment when your product achieves the results you're
1: looking for is so magical. And so when it clicks, y'all, it clicks. And I think there's no greater moment in like the origin journey for you as an entrepreneur. It's that moment where you no longer feel crazy like this is a crazy idea, but you start to see how brilliant your idea actually is because it works. It had taken Menly and Karina months in R&D to create the right blend of herbs that they were confident worked. Now they were ready to share and test it with others.
0: When I felt that sort of unclenching, I think, of my muscles, you know, when you think about cramps or even just any sort of ailment in that area, like when you feel that release, there's just nothing like it. And I think, When you think about the possibilities of what you can do when you feel better, I just knew that it was something we had to share and offer with the world. We also wanted to extend that out to our community of friends first and, you know, obviously people who were consenting, but really wanted to get an idea of A, it's effectiveness the flavor, the taste, um, and the efficacy. So how fast it was working, whether or not it was able to be long lasting. Um, And shockingly, it was working. While the two
1: felt ecstatic that their products relieved the discomfort and pain that occurred during a hormonal cycle, their reaction struck a sobering chord.
0: It was Kind of sad that we were shocked by how these herbs worked. You know, they've been used for a millennia for these things. And yet we're like surprised that it's actually helping our bodies. And a lot of African herbalism is the oldest form of medicine to humankind. And so when I think about, you know, Afro and even Afro-Indigenous, Afro-Latinx communities, like that practice of healing with native herbs is just ancient and it's always been, I think, hell, within our DNA and I think our like in- innate knowledge to kind of search and reach for that when it comes to healing ourselves. There's this pressure within many circles for
1: innovation to look like new inventions, but Menley and Karina leveraging their ancestral and their indigenous knowledge and making it accessible for their communities to benefit from is innovation. And that's so ambitious. Minley felt empowered to push against the mainstream notions of wellness and to expand just who could access and lead in the space. In many ways, she and Karina began to reclaim and redefine it.
0: For me, I was really tired of seeing this trope of like what wellness looked like. It was very granola and white and thin and wealthy. But I think What wellness can look like and what herbal knowledge can look like can be somebody who has box braids or like speaks the vernacular and smokes weed. And, you know, while still being able to really explore wellness in these modern times that I think is built from an already deep, like ancestral indigenous knowledge of of medicine, it's not just for one person. It doesn't have to just look like one thing. Armed with
1: the validation that their product worked and met a long unaddressed need, the two founders were ready to bring Chula Herbs to market. They decided to begin by growing their first harvest. But as you can imagine, that would actually require land and people to work the land. And luckily for them, Karina's family owned farmland in Southern Oregon, or
0: Cow Creek Umpqua land. It is beautiful there. It's a valley um, that has had a very long history of cannabis being grown there, um, other types of agriculture, other types of wild stock. It was initially supposed to be like the testing ground to really see how we were be able to do it, if we would be able to do it. We knocked it out of the ballpark. We kind of integrated with like the local botany, the local sort of helpers of of that area, I'm talking about like butterflies and ladybugs sort of helping keep the pests and I think the natural um, ecosystem just of what was growing there. And so this farmland became
1: the home of Chula Farms. Now, there are several ways for someone to start a cannabis brand. And growing your own product is certainly one of the more labor and cost intensive options for doing so. But Menley had already spent years as a grower herself So she knew controlling the entire process, seed to sale, as she likes to say, was the only way to ensure that the end product met her and Karina's quality and integrity standards.
0: What was really beautiful about being able to grow our own cannabis and hemp um, was that we were very hands-on, both from putting it into the earth and harvesting. It was really important that we hand-harvested, that everything was, again, organically grown, but... Really um, relying on the earth and sort of regenerative or even indigenous agricultural practices to like help support us in the ways that we grew and harvested. Luckily, we're able to source all of our herbs within miles um, of our farm in Southern Oregon. And so we've been able to partner with a lot of local growers there when it comes to our herbs as well. And so that was really important to us. And I think is oftentimes how a lot of herbs that are in concert together can be more effective because they're coming from that same ecosystem essentially.
1: During a time full of AI, machine learning, and technology, it's amazing to hear the two were so hands-on and so close to the process, literally growing from the ground up. And so Menley and her business partner, Karina, carefully developed a product that delivered results They began growing their own harvest to supply the necessary ingredients. They were excited to get Chula out into the world and into the hands and bodies of people with cycles. And while the results of their Chula products were already exceeding their expectations, Menle and Karina also decided to consult with medical professionals as well.
0: We've definitely found that it's been important for us to seek out medical professionals, whether those be doulas, nutritionists, um, you know, traditional Chinese practitioners, or even just traditional OBGYNs, because they, though not always educated on bodies with wombs, um, are able to sort of relay that information to, I think, the public in a way that makes people feel more comfortable. You know, people want to know that this is approved by a doctor.
1: Still, the decision to consult Western medical doctors was not an easy one to make. Menley, like many Black women, had their own list of negative experiences in doctors' offices. She had become accustomed to leaving their offices feeling dismissed and with more questions than answers. And so as a result, she and Karina intentionally set out to speak with those invested in womb care specifically. That's what led them to Dr. Carroll an OBGYN who became one of Chula's advisors and tested the products herself. Through speaking with Dr. Carroll and other medical practitioners and healers, they learned that so many cycle symptoms are a result of stress and environmental factors.
0: It was interesting to hear because we thought, oh wait, does that mean what we're doing is like not effective? But in fact, I think it just goes to show why it has been because a lot of these herbs again and cannabinoids in general really help with stress really help with just that that balance of your homeostasis so that you can kind of just like start off from a strong foundation and feel less pain have less inflammation etc we do take our product seriously and we do want it to be evaluated in a very official traditional clinical trial where we can actually get these um, get the data in and understand how it's effective, what's what makes it effective, and kind of be able to, again, like educate people about the product itself, but also just their bodies kind of in tandem.
1: With confidence in their product, Menley and Karina felt ready to package Shula Herbs for the masses. But as it turns out, selling and marketing a womb care and cannabis product
0: comes with a lot of red tape. We exist in the stigma both... Of wound care and of bodies having periods, and the stigma of cannabis and cannabis use. And so, when I say that, I mean when it comes to the FDA, when it comes to compliance and packaging, what we can say, what we can't say. And so, that was a very innovative roller coaster for us to navigate. But I think we've come out strong with really knowing how to identify like what needs to be said on this package, what needs to be said on the front of this bottle so that people know exactly what it does without you know tipping or flagging the FDA to completely shut our shit down.
1: Acts like the Farm Bill in 2018 made it possible for Chula Herbs to be legally sold in the United States. But there are still several limitations that make marketing their products a lot more complicated. For example, according to the FDA, Companies like Chula can't make medical claims or even reference medical conditions in their marketing. If you do, there can be real consequences like these.
0: You could be flagged, you could be reported, your, your site could be taken down. And things like using medical terms, medic, making medical claims, obviously for consumers, it's important to not do that and not to mislead people but we also have found ourselves in the bind where we're like, well, how do we talk about menopause if we can't say the term menopause because it's medical and thus a medical claim.
1: Outside of the technicalities and the legalities of their word choice, Shula Herbs also incurred additional taxes and fees as a cannabis
0: product. We pay double the taxes, double the licensing fees, you know, when it comes to the insurance that we have to pay that is a lot higher because it's cannabis or because it has kava root in it or because it has another herb that might be deemed as more high risk. Whenever we um, were initially thinking about setting up our website, we had to make sure that we were working with a payment processor that accepted CBD purchases, and so, even though hemp cannabinoids are legal, banks and you know people within the finance world still haven't really caught up to these laws, and so they don't make it available for us to use certain credit cards, to use Stripe, to use PayPal, um, et cetera, whenever we want. You know, our customers to be able to have like an easier, more secure purchasing experience, and and that can really like affect how somebody reacts with your product, reacts with your website, et cetera. These
1: FDA regulations and compliances or lack thereof require Menle
0: and Karina to get a bit
1: more creative with their marketing strategy.
0: And when it comes to the design itself of our packaging, like I think that was one of the more fun parts, you know, like really going through the colors and figuring out like which color kind of identifies with uh, with menopause symptoms versus like hormonal balance or sleep, etc. Kind of getting into like the psychology of how we respond to packaging, how we respond to images and to, to objects. It's just been really fun for us to, again, like get really innovative when it comes to SEO and keywords, when it comes to how we market on, um, social media, not paid advertisement because we're not allowed to do that legally, but just in different ways where, you know, you spell weed, O-U-I-D because you can't literally like spell it out because you might get flagged. You know, your, your account might be taken down. That's happened to us before. And although the
1: founders have been up for the challenge of marketing their products creatively, for Menle, these setbacks reflect a larger issue.
0: It's an unfortunate testament to the fact that we still stigmatize cannabis use and we still stigmatize period blood and menopausal problems and, you know, just our bodies in general.
1: Mentley has used these obstacles as more motivation for getting chula herbs right to the people who need it the most.
0: That has been, I think, a superpower of ours and also a very again like uniquely innovative way of really trying to speak to our audience and you know the thing about who chula has has naturally spoken to is that we're speaking to black folks latin folks we're speaking to non-binary bodies men that bleed like i think we really have authentically Pleasantly, to our surprise, like been able to speak to our community without feeling like we've had to sell directly so hard to them, you know, because this is just really who we are.
1: Utilizing the tools that are accessible to you when so many are not is just so ambitious. Menley and Karina refuse to allow tax hikes and regulations to get in their way. They stay true to their mission to deliver products that promise to help people build healthier relationships and to have more positive experiences with their bodies. The product has been so well received that Shula is now gearing up for a Series A funding round. Up until this point, the company was funded through investments from friends and family. Now that Menley and Karina are seeking investments from people outside of their personal networks, they're thinking intentionally about how to connect with the right investors who not only understand Shula's mission and values, but believe in where they want the company to go.
0: Right now, our vision and what's been really important is, again, creating this holistic system that really includes telehealth. You know, being able to speak to OBGYNs and doulas on your phone, having them recommend a product, whether it's Chula or not. Um, also being able to have you know, resources that people can either purchase or, or get for free when it comes to like understanding your body one-on-one, what's, you know, what is endometriosis? What are fibroids? What is, you know, dysmenorrhea? What, what are menstrual cramps? What is menopause? Like There's so many questions and there's so many things to, to be able to educate people about. And so we recognize that like, there needs to be Excitement and a lot of money going towards that development. For Menle,
1: it's all about combating taboos and misinformation around hormonal cycles and cannabis. And just taking care of your body every day in the way that's
0: best for you. To be quite honest, it isn't always the most... Sexy. It's not the sexiest selling point, right? When you're talking about like, oh, here's something for your cramps, like the worst day, the worst like moment of your life or the worst day of your month. Like, here's something for it. You would think it'd be exciting um, and sort of sexy, but really people just want anxiety relief. They want help sleeping. You know, we want to be able to make sure we offer it in ways where it's more discreet for people. It's easier to kind of like fold into your everyday life. We really want it to be a ritual and not, you know, just something that you're like popping in your mouth um, and expecting to cure all, but rather like a part of your life and a part of, you know, a healthier, I guess, connection to, to healing and feeling good. Menly and
1: Karina are committed to not just creating more comfortable hormonal cycles, but also equipping people with the knowledge and tools to make themselves feel better. Chula Herbs is well on its way to creating a more accessible, honest, holistic, and uninterrupted approach to taking care of our bodies.
0: Chula Uninterrupted is backed by the medical world chula uninterrupted is is seen by those who need it the most is accessible to people who need it the most you know when it's uninterrupted it can move about easily and it can be available to the people to the communities um, to the investors that see it right and that see our work for what it is
1: On the next episode of So Ambitious, we'll be hearing from Eileen Jimenez, founder and creative director of Sire Design, a Miami-based interior design studio.
0: You know, 12 years later, my business has 100% been created and the revenue that I have out of word of mouth. I've never done any type of marketing. I've never done any type of promotion. I've never paid for any type of marketing whatsoever. It's all been through word of mouth and referrals. And that means a lot to me.
1: That's next time on So Ambitious. To learn more about Shula Herbs, check out the show notes, and be sure to rate, like, and subscribe to So Ambitious wherever you listen to podcasts. So Ambitious is a Black Ambition production, brought to you by Heineken and co-produced by Moso House and You Had Me at Black. Our executive producers are Martina Abrahams Elunga and Ivana Tucker. Samaya Adams is our supervising producer. This episode was produced by Jess Jupiter. Charlotte Morley is our associate producer. Our music is composed by Terrell Brooke. Sapphire Stubbs is our marketing consultant. Special thanks to Moses Shoyola at Other Tone and Samia Malik, Christine Joseph, and Jermaine Sherman at Black Ambition. I'm your host, Felicia Hatcher.